Welcome to the show. This is the Hope Radio Podcast. Stories, profiles, and interviews of courage, triumph, and perseverance. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host. And joining me, as always, my beautiful wife, my hostess with the mostest. Her name is... Just Jen. Did I, did I do good? Yeah, you make me laugh. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because that was the joke. <laughs> that was not a joke. Okay. That was my introduction of my beautiful wife. Okay. You didn't like it? You liked it, right? I did like it. All right. It still made me laugh. It did. It made me laugh too. Maybe. Maybe it didn't. No. <laughs> I think we're going corona crazy. No. I think we're going corona crazy and stay at home delirious. Speak for yourself. You're not? Living my best life. Are you? Yeah. What's the best thing about your life right now? I get to work out 24-7. That's the best thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can't think of nothing better? Well, there's a lot of things that are equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) I love working out. Happiness is a choice, right? Happiness is a choice. Choosing to be happy despite your circumstances. Yeah, like what really makes you happy? I know. Well, you know, that's why. Do you know working out, though, it releases like the happy endorphins? It releases what? The happy endorphins. What are those? The things that make you happy. Oh, really? It's like a scientific thing. Is it really? Yeah. Because I I know all about science. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, You are an expert on all things science. I can tell. Mm -hmm. I am. I did go to Yale University. You did. You took yes. a class. In happiness. In happiness. <laughs> and you and you excelled. I did. You are the you are the happiness happy person. Yeah, I'm a graduate. Okay. Are you? you are. Yeah. All right. So uh share with people how they connect with us, Jennifer. Social media and digitally. Yes. Uh, you can connect with us at Hope Radio Podcast on Facebook and Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram. You can also tune in whenever you feel like 24-7. Really? Yeah. On iHeartRadio. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Google at- Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah. Amazon Alexa. iTunes. iTunes. Amazon Alexa. Say, yeah. Play Hope Radio Podcast. I, I think we just confused everybody. Did we? Yeah. I think they got the message. Okay. Yeah, Hope Radio Podcast. That's the message. In any way that you can listen to us, we are there. Yes, I agree. I think that's awesome. Yes, That makes things easier. It does. So, time for joke time. Sean and Jen tell a joke. Okay. Joke of the day. Joke of the day. I've had a pretty good run. No, I think I won last time. No. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I think I've won two in the last four days. So, like, you better be fearing me right now because i'm (laughs) on a roll okay all right you go first okay you ready yes how do italians say goodbye how do italians say goodbye i don't know how do they do that pasta la vista baby (laughs) (laughs) i so got this one in the bag today Okay. Oh, you 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 recognize you recognize that that one is like a solid five on a scale of ten, huh? No, no, I'm still winning because what? every single one of my jokes have been about food. So I'm staying true to what I set out to do, and I'm winning life right now. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a statement. All right, you ready? Yep. Knock knock. Who's there? Hatch. Hatch who? Bless you, and please cover your corona mouth next time. I don't have Corona. I know. (laughs) That's what makes it funny. Oh, like you would say that to somebody else? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Hatch who? Hatch who? Say it fast. Hatch who? (laughs) No, you're emphasizing too much. (laughs) Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Say button. Button. (laughs) You emphasize the two T's. Say iron. Iron. Yeah, you you did that one better. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. I see the word and then I say it. So button. Button. What's another word you do that with? There's another one I'm not thinking of right now that I I'd love know. for you to say. But anyway. All right. So I'm excited about our next guest. Okay. You know why? Why? He's gonna hypnotize us. Oh. What do you mean? I'm scared. No. He's not really going to hypnotize us, but he 
is a hypnotist. Okay. This is like a dream. This is like the coolest thing that we've ever done. We're going to have a guy come on <laughs> that is funny and he does hypnotism and he relieves anxiety. His name is Dan Candell. Okay. You can find him at dancandell.com. All right. And he's hilarious, funny, and he helps people with anxiety. What if we get hypnotized and we don't know? What if we say You're something? You're so defiant, you would not be hypnotized. You're probably right. You know, but his, I will, I will say this. He's written a couple books, okay? Rapid Induction Formula and The Hypnotic Connection. Mm-hmm. And he's got all kinds of resources on his website. I love this. Get, get these. These are online hypnosis and coaching programs to reprogram your mind. Okay. okay? One is called Stress to Success. Another one's called Confidence on Demand, Weight Loss Success, Super Sleep Training, and Hypnotic Study Buddy. Oh, a study buddy. A study buddy. I like that. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk with him. We're going to talk with him about anxiety because we think that a lot of people right now are feeling anxious and we think his message, mm-hmm. the steps that he takes, the coaching that he gives, we think is going to be very appropriate. Yeah, so he can probably help a lot of us out. Yeah. Should we get him on the line? Let's call him. All right, I've got Dan Candell on the line. Dan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Great to be a guest. Thank you for having me. Hey, you are so welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I was so excited to talk with you. I know you're known as the anxiety relief guy. I know you know a lot about hypnotism. I know you know a lot about anxiety. And I just have this feeling right now that there are people out there in the universe and the world that are concerned, a little anxious because life is quite uncertain right now. So we felt like having you come on, share some of your knowledge would be awesome. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm sure you sympathize. You're you're probably hearing a lot of people being a little bit anxious right now. Is that correct? You know, being the anxiety relief guy, I'm feeling the pressure of it right now. Feeling the pressure. (laughs) This is your superstar (laughs) moment. This is your moment to shine. World anxiety at all-time highs. What can you do? If I had a busy season, right. If I had a busy season, (laughs) this would be it. My gosh. (laughs) Right up there with, um, I think, debt collectors. I think those guys are thriving right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And those people need to see the anxiety relief guy, too, because they're... (laughs) Build up with anxiety too. <laughs> yeah, when you get overwhelmed on a business side, that can create a ton of anxiety. That's for sure. Absolutely. And Jen and Sean, I'm sure you both have have seen this manifest and anxiety manifest many different ways for people. Uh, and so I'd love to talk about that today. And also, not just the problem, but let's talk about the solutions too, because there's many solutions that sometimes people overlook. Well, let's let's deal with the assumption that yes, anxiety's out there. I think that that's that's the 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 truth. People are worried about their jobs, they're worried about their health, they're worried about their kids. You know, we've got an eighth grader that isn't going to have an eighth grade graduation. There's high schoolers that aren't going to have a high school graduation. I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there right now to lament, to worry about, to be anxious about. So let's make this show about what you can do about it. So that's what I want to hear from you is solutions, relief, strategies for dealing with anxiety. Wonderful. I, I love it. I love it. We'll go there. We will definitely go there. And and this is exciting. I was I was anxiously awaiting the phone call today. For <laughs> I, I already went on my run. I did my morning workout, and I said to you both before we we hopped on, I said you both are my coffee date. So the conversations <laughs> with the anxiety relief guy. That's what it's all about today. Somehow <laughs> it soothes my soul to know that somebody was looking forward to having a conversation with us. A coffee date. <laughs> a coffee date. I like that. A coffee yes. date. We haven't Some, had a coffee date in a long time. Someone was looking forward to talking to us, yeah. babe. Can you believe? That? We're fun to talk to. I know. Sometimes we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, fun I mean, all the after, time. After you're fun all the time. Well, after this, I mean, I might put some some Baileys in my coffee. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't blame you. We don't have that in in the podcast studio here. <laughs> yeah, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't blame you for I, that. I have a protein shake and a coffee. That's all. That's all I got today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes you got to mix the protein shake with the coffee, though. You know what? I've done that. I've done that. It's really good. (laughs) Hey, you kill two birds with one stone on that. You know, 
You just started working there you out? Go. I just, I did, well, I just, uh, about six months ago, I started working out with a personal trainer because talk about anxiety. Uh, last summer, they did a, a just a routine physical and blood test, and it came back. My doctor called me when I was on tour. I'm also a hypnotist, and I do presentations and, and stage shows And uh, as a hypnotist, and then I have a, a clinic in Massachusetts where... I see people both in person and online and I see people and individuals and and also groups Uh, and all for like anxiety relief. I see a lot of business owners for high performance issues, performance, anxiety, motivation, procrastination, all, all really level up stuff. And so I'm in the middle of my, of my hypnosis show tour. And before I go on tour every year, I I have a routine physical done just to make sure I'm in tip top physical shape and condition. Um, (laughs) When you're on the road, of course, you you plow your way through donuts, pizza, and hot dogs. I mean, that's what you do. You stop at the All-American Diner. So Yum. I was in the middle of my tour. My doctor called, and he said, when are you going to be home? Which is never a good conversation Mm-mm. to have with your doctor, right? Ooh, that gives me and, anxiety. Um, why would you why ask me that? About it? <laughs> I know. It's like, why do you want to know? I'm, I'm in Virginia right now about to go on stage in front of 600 people. Why oh, do you want to know? Oh, so man. long story short, they thought I had uh, leukemia. And that was an investigation for three months. And, and I got home from my tour a couple of days later. They broke the news to me. We, we found some abnormalities in your blood work. We think you have leukemia. I found out my dad was in the hospital. He almost died. He was in the hospital for three months. My dog got sick. My car died. So sounds I like a country song. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> life happened, right? Well, I was gone. Life happened. So I made the commitment to myself is that if I make it out on the other side of this, and if if um, if I'm still alive, then uh, then I'm going to make the commitment to myself to number one, ten x my business. Number two get in tip-top physical condition and and work on me. And you know what? That's one of the bits of advice I give people who have anxiety. I say you've got to work on you and some of the other things will fall into place. We call it the carryover effect. Spoiler alert, I didn't have leukemia. After three months of extensive testing and blood work, they said, you know what, Dan? We actually think you've been dehydrated. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, thank God. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Thank God. But at the same time, I'm like weighing it on the scale. I'm like, yeah. okay, a glass of water or radiation? Huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now yeah, I'm, I'll take the glass of water anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now, I'm super curious. Since you, you make a living talking about anxiety, I cannot imagine something more anxious than not having good health. And so how did right. you process that yourself? Because you're used to coaching other people but sometimes you know when you have to coach yourself that's a different story so how did how did you respond to that you know kind of awareness that you could be in a situation where you're dealing with leukemia how did you manage that for yourself first and foremost one of the things I tell my clients is sometimes you just have to acknowledge the fact that you're not okay and that was the first thing I did I said okay Dan I said this is not normal this is this is not okay so let, let yourself be with this for a little while. So I canceled my clients. I put time in, into my dad as well because uh, he was also really sick at the time. So I started coaching myself like I'd coach one of my clients. I got into practicing gratitude. I started doing what we call future pacing. So what are the plans? What are you going to do, Dan, if this not jump to the negative, but at the same time, that's our mind's natural inclination to do things is we jump to the negative. So... I, for the first three days, I had myself dead and buried, and I already had my casket picked out. And and by the way, I'm, I'm 33 years old, so I was 32 at the time. So I said to my mom, I said, what flowers are you going to plant at my grave? You know, so, <laughs> so I went there for like, but, but for three days. So I said to myself, and this is what I tell my clients, give it a time limit. Give it a time limit. Give yourself a time to get depressed to get sad, to get anxious, to process those emotions, give yourself time, but put a time limit to it because you don't know what you don't know. And at the time they were, you know, still going through the testing. So I said, Dan, I said, you don't know. So how long are you going to sit here and just commiserate? And I said, three days. I said, I'll give myself three days. So it was three days of, of crying, depression, 
who do I tell? Do I tell anyone? Who do I share this with? Because if you don't have leukemia after all this is said and done, you look like an idiot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, guess what? I have cancer. Oh, just kidding. What an yeah. awful joke to pull on somebody, right? Yes, exactly. So now I look at this all with, with humor because I, 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 I do comedy hypnosis. So part of what I do is a, is a comedian. So I, I look at things in a slightly funny and, and sometimes sadistic way, but, um, <laughs> What I did is I future paced and I said, okay, Dan, so, so I went through the three days of, of misery and I said, okay, now it's time to get your poop in a group, Let, get to get, get your stuff together. And, and um, I love that. And I, that's a clinical term for, for get your stuff together. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, Dan, first and foremost, what are you going to do? I said, okay, you've got to focus on you. So, you know, the first thing I did, Sean and Jen, I hired two people to work in my hypnosis practice to take over some of my clients. But the first thing I did, I hired two people, which turned out to be a godsend. Second thing I did is I canceled the majority of my clients, except for the, uh, the ones who, who I was working with long term. And I gave them to the other people that I, I trained and hired to work in my clinic. I looked at all the things that I wasn't good at and I hired people to do them for me. So Sean, you're in finance. There's a special place at the golden gates for you, my friend, because I'll tell you <laughs> that is, uh, that is my, like that is my health finances. Not nope. Um, so I hired a, I hired a bookkeeper. I hired an accountant, um, hired a marketing person. I said, look, I have all these digital uh, programs and and self-help programs and stuff. So I hired a marketing person to, to sell them for me and things, you know, my business really improved. And then I said, okay, Dan, hire, you know, when I found out I didn't have it, I said, okay, uh, hire a personal trainer. Um, so I hired a celebrity personal trainer because if I'm going to work with someone, I want to work with the best. And dude, I have <laughs> it, over the past six months, I've dropped 22 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life. I and, and I'm eating better. I feel better than I've ever felt before. And I'm like, let's go. Let's wow. Yeah, that's that's that. awesome. Hey, I want to go right. back to something that you had said uh, before. I just want to make sure that everyone that's listening understands. You talked about future pacing, or did I, did I hear that correct? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Yes, perfect. I love uh, that's a great question. So future pacing is one of the techniques that I teach my clients on how to do. Because we're all, we're, uh, many people who have anxiety, Sean, are, are looking in the rearview mirror and they're using hindsight. And really? what happens is they use, the, yeah, they use their past to judge their future. So what I teach my clients how to do is future pace and say, okay, when this is no longer a problem, what's it going to be like? And when this is together, what's it going to be like? And then I ask them, instead of feeling this way, how would you rather feel instead? And people aren't used to that. And this is, this is the foundation of the work that I do with my clients. It's called a thought strategic pattern interrupt. So what I do, I call it my ACP. It's called the Accelerated Change Protocol. And I'm a big fan of formulas. I'm a big fan of strategies and teaching my clients how to be in control. And so I, I put everyone through my accelerated change protocol, which is basically when people are feeling stuck in a rut or totally out of control, their nervous system is holding on to that because it, it, their nervous system thinks that they benefit from it in some way. They think that the anxiety or being stuck or avoidant, they think that it's keeping them protected or safe in some way. So the first thing we have to do is reverse that and then clear that problem from the nervous system. And, and that's a process that takes about 30 minutes to do in the very first session. And that's what I do with people when I work with them. And then I teach them all these mental tricks to take control of their life and to take control of the problem. And one of the first steps is awareness. Become aware of what you are feeling. And as you become aware of what you're feeling, ask yourself this question. How do I know I'm feeling this way? Because you, you might become aware that it's a physical feeling or physical sensation. It might be something in your head. It might be something that you're doing. And I get my clients to look for patterns. Because every time a person does anxiety, because the people, a person will say, I feel anxious or, or I feel stuck. 
Well, it becomes so deeply ingrained that it becomes a behavior, a habit, a ritual. It becomes something that we do. And something that isn't thought about. In other words, you're not conscious with it. It just becomes almost an automatic habit because you're not at all Mm -hmm. having any intention around the feeling, around the emotion, around the experience. Exactly. That is what we call a psychological illusion because you're thinking without even realizing you're thinking about it. And when you start feeling the, the, because here's what happens. We have a thought and sorry, I know I'm like all over the place today, but I'm, I'm drinking coffee at the same time. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, that's what happens, right? So we have a thought which influences our feelings, sensations, and emotions, which influences our behaviors, responses, and reactions to things. So when we can stop that, that thought, then we change the feelings and sensations and emotions related to it, which in turn changes the behaviors, actions, and reactions. Um, So, Sean, you're exactly right. It's 100% unconscious. It happens on a level we don't even realize we're doing it. And um, and when, when a person becomes aware of it and a person identifies it and says, okay, I'm feeling this yucky way I don't like. Um, How do I know I'm feeling this? Well, like I said, it could be something they're doing, something that happens in their body. It could be a way they're responding. And then I have them rate it on a scale of zero to 10. Rate that feeling that you're feeling that you want to break away from. And when they rate it, they're providing conscious proof to something that was an unconscious response. And then I have them shift out of it. And then I have them re-rate the experience. So that way they can say, okay, My anxiety or my worry or my doubt or my fear went from a nine on a 10 point scale all the way down to a one or a zero. So it canceled itself out. You said something Um, about shifting out of it. What did did you mean by that? When you say shift out. There are many different ways to get a person to shift. And what I, what I teach my clients, I teach them, like I said, rapid, rapid transformation and rapid to me is anything under the amount of time that it takes to cook a, a, cup of ramen noodles right (laughs) that's pretty quick that's Uh, rapid i agree (laughs) that's right you know because i work with a lot of business owners business professionals executive ceos who don't have the time to do a a 30 to 60 minute meditation every time they feel anxious it's not going to work for them so i teach them these really powerful psychological strategies that get deep into the core of the issue deep into the subconscious mind and they literally stop the pattern of anxiety, worry, doubt, fear, overwhelm, nervousness, however it manifests for them. They stop it in about 30 to 60 seconds. So here's a couple of ways to stop it, or here's a couple of ways that we, we shift. And sometimes, Sean and Jen, sometimes the first time I teach this to a person, it can like I, I did this with a person yesterday, and it took this particular person an hour to bring them through the entire exercise, but then I got them down to the point where they could do it in 60 seconds. So it took me an hour to teach, but it only takes them now 30 seconds to do, or 60 seconds to do. So one of the ways I get a person to shift is to ask them an interrupting question, which is, how would you rather feel instead? And what that does, it lights up a different neural network that's responsible for a different neurological response in a solution response. So in other words, if I'm feeling anxious and I want, I, I first have to recognize that. So I know I'm feeling anxious. And then right. you ask me the question, what right. would you rather be feeling right now? I'd rather be feeling happiness. Well, as soon as I think about that right. happiness, that's the shift, right? That's part of the shift. So then okay. we go into a couple levels, a couple levels deeper so I would ask you, I'd say, okay, Sean, so what happens when you're happy? Or tell me about a time when, when you feel happy. And what we're doing is we're continuing to evoke that neural, that, that neuron uh, firing because neurons that wire together, or excuse me, nor, neurons that fire together, wire together. So we're activating that neuron impulse, those neurons to fire of happiness. So I'll say, okay, Sean, okay, Jen, what's something that, that, causes you to feel happy. Now, if a person is still stuck in the anxious state, sometimes they'll say, I don't know, or I can't think of anything. And I'll say, okay, then in that case, how do you know when you are happy? 90% of the time that the clients can 
identify it, like how they know they're happy. They might say I'm smiling or they might say I feel it in my body. And whatever information they give me, I'm going to stack it and layer it. So I'm going to ask them, so when you're smiling, what's happening? I'll say, well, I just, I feel like I'm, um, I'm kind of glowing and I'm, I'm passing that smile on to other people. I'll say, as you're glowing and passing that smile on to other people, now what's happening? And so we'll go like three to five or six levels deep with this until I see their, their entire physiology shift. And this is where, when their physiology shifts, what happens is I, I get their subconscious mind to acknowledge they've made the shift. And then to copy it, like I ask their subconscious mind to copy it and then paste it onto other parts of their life where they would experience that anxiety. So I'll say now as you're sensing or feeling this, now look back at whatever trigger was causing them to say uh, to cause the anxiety. And now look at yourself waking up in the morning instead of being filled with dread. Now you feel this sense that everything's going to be okay. And even if it isn't, that's okay because the feeling is going to carry them into more of a resource state, right? Yeah. I, so, I feel like you're building a mechanism under which somebody can go to, it's almost like training, training, training your mind to yeah. think about the situation differently or set up some protocols that when you are feeling this way, this is what the steps that you need to take to, to change right. that, to shift it. And I can see getting right. out of that space. I mean, I think at, I, I think some people, you know, it's like this downward spiral. It's like this whirlpool that's sucking them down. Like you can get into those thought trains that just take you to nowhere. Yep. And so what you're teaching is a way in which you can you can extricate yourself out of that, out of that downward, negative, yep. repetitive cycle of, you know, thoughts that aren't helping you and instead focus on something like happiness. You've experienced it before. You've seen it. You've witnessed it. What were you doing when you did? And and then just really making them own that, remember that process. Right. That's just one of dozens of ways that I get people to shift. So sometimes it's a thought process. Sometimes it's me saying something, okay, pause, let's acknowledge you have this feeling. And now if you could give this feeling a name, what name would you give it? And we start to break the feeling down and we start to give it physical characteristics because science has shown that when we, when we give a feeling or sensation or emotion, physical traits, characteristics, and attributes, it puts us in control. And this kind of brings the, the conversation that, and again, there's, there's many thoughts and there's many thought shifts and there's also physical shifts that I have people do as well, where I have people tap on a couple of hypnotic points that induces a state of what I call accelerated sensory enhanced hypnosis. Before we get into that, I just wanted to ask a question and you might be going there. I was going to ask about shifting through physicality. In other words, you know, like I do know that exercise and physicality and that kind of stuff can do wonders for depression. I think it can do wonders for for uh, anxiety. I just didn't know if some of your techniques had anything to do with, okay, when you're feeling that, you, you know, drop down and do 10 burpees or, you know, jumping jacks right. or whatever. But I'm, I'm really intrigued by the conversation about steps you can take from a hypnotist perspective or hypnotism perspective. Absolutely. So there definitely is a mind-body connection. For example, there's a debate where some of the leading psychologists are saying that we're training our teens to be depressed because they're constantly looking down at their cell phone. And when they're looking down, that's a depressed posture. So we're training people to be depressed. So instead, one of the things I'll have people do is sit up. And that symbolizes, okay, we're going we're gonna to break out of this. Another thing I'll have a person do is to expand their body posture. So they're holding their arms out. They're putting their hands uh, um, on their hips, and they're standing really tall and strong. And so some people I do teach those body postures to. It, that's more for confidence and high performance. Um, yet part of shifting is definitely becoming more aware of your body language and what your body is doing. And this is why, Sean and Jen, this is why when I work with people um, online, I like to see them. So this is why when I do groups or when I do individual sessions, I'm seeing the person so I can study their body language 
and what they're unconsciously doing. So for example, from a hypnotist perspective, let's say when a person starts talking about they're losing their business or their cha- their business is changing because of the pandemic. I can see how they're coding that in their brain by the way their eyes move when they talk about it. What? And <laughs> yeah. So you would be a good guy to do, have in a poker tournament. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me near casinos. <laughs> um, I can see why, man, you are a master at studying body language. I'm so curious about this. Go on. <laughs> That, that, that's what it's, it's, so it's about studying people's body language and unconscious movement and then educating them about, whoa, 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 hold, hold on. Do you know what you just did there? And they'll say, what do you mean? Because it was so unconscious. They'll say, when you talked about this, you just spun your hand away from you. Like, you know how when someone's describing a conversation that someone has and, and they start to move their hand or they talk with their hands? I have an Italian um, wife, so I know well, exactly. Totally oh, there you go. There I know exactly oh, so Jen, what you you're talking this. about. I'd give it all away, I guess. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> yeah, Jen, you got this in the bag, right? So, yeah. Um, so, Jen, I'll use I'll use this for for this example. Let's say if you were like really stressed out, mm-hmm. you might be talking with your hands, and you might be spinning your hands in a certain direction as you're talking, and your eyes might shift off to the left when you talk about something that stresses you out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one of the things I'll do, I'll point that out. I'll say, okay, Jen, try this for me. Because you just did something really interesting. Look down and to the right instead of down to the left. Because when you're looking down to the left, I know you're accessing the problem. When you're looking down to the right, you're accessing the solution. Because when I asked you to think about something that made you happy, you look down to the right. So I'll say, look down to the right for a moment and spin your hand in the opposite direction than what you were spinning it in. And now slow it down. And when people do that, they're changing the movement of those feelings because sometimes feelings have movement. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask them, I'll say, what's happening now? And they'll say, whoa, that that was weird. Now, again, you you might not really, because we're not going through, actually going through it now. So you might be saying Mm -hmm. this sounds ridiculous, but. I'm just wondering if you just hypnotized me. <laughs> is that what just well, it's happened? It's all about using purposeful communication. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. and that's what these things She was do. following yeah. every instruction. These, I, was, I was I was watching her eyes. <laughs> she was doing the hand movements. I'm a rule follower, so I I was tracking you. I don't I don't think you told her to have her lip make that face that she made when she was looking down, <laughs> but like, you know, she was following every movement that you were offering. I thought I was hypnotized. She's got this. She's got this, right? <laughs> Yeah, And this is part of it is, I, you know, teaching people that hypnosis isn't about going into a trance. And that's, that's, what I, that's what I teach people. Hypnosis is about intentionally shifting your perspective and perception and getting a result. So you did it's hypnotize me. your mind about something. You did. Yes, exactly. Did. Yes. Okay. I thought I was so going to get up and act like a chicken or something, but that didn't happen. <laughs> that did not that's happen. I'm scared of that. I'm scared of that. Don't every, do that. Every time we have tried this, like I think we've had several, you know, we've been together for 25 years, almost 26 years the, this month, dated for five years before that. So we've known each other a long, long time. She is so dang defiant. If we get in any type of situation where, you know, somebody's suggesting that she can be hypnotized, like she's this person that just goes, nope, <laughs> nope you're not going to do it to me. Yeah. You are not going <laughs> right. to get I, me. But I think, and you probably know, that some people can't be hypnotized. And I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to say that's false. <laughs> so, okay, so, so you're, you're going to hypnotize me then. That. Okay, let's talk. Yeah, so, okay, so here's what happens. The reason why, Jen, a lot of people say you can't hypnotize me is but specifically because of what they think they know about hypnosis. And I'll be totally open and honest with you. You probably would not be a good candidate for a stage hypnosis show. I know I wouldn't. Um, be, yeah. So, so, so why do you feel that you wouldn't? Because I'm too stubborn and I'm too much mm-hmm. aware and I'm paying attention and I'm almost trying to avoid not being hypnotized. Right. Because I'm so, like, you're not going to hypnotize me. So I'm already going into it, like right. thinking it's not going to happen. I guess right. I'm, I'm not so open to it. it. 
Yes, yeah, exactly. You're approaching that that situation from a level of resistance, which many people do, which makes sense. Right now, because it goes it goes deeper the, than that, though. It's yeah, I think it's psychological because uh-huh. Jen Jen is not a front and center, be part of the crowd, you know, look at me kind of person. So I think she imagines that if she was hypnotized, she might be put in an embarrassing situation. <laughs> And so right. she is right. hyper resistant to that. Like acting, clucking like a chicken. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you, right. me showing you video of you walking up on a stage in front of hundreds of people clucking like a chicken, oh my you'd gosh. be mortified. Yeah. I don't want to play <laughs> so, that game. <laughs> uh, right. So, so that's important to address, though, because a lot of, so I do the comedy stage hypnosis shows, and that's actually how I, I used to get a lot of my clients. I would do a show in front of 600 people And then I'd have a six week waiting list in my clinic. Like people couldn't even get through the doors because people see hypnosis demonstrated on stage. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always spin it no matter the content of the show, because I do shows from the squeaky clean that's performed in front of a church group all the way to super, super dirty, nasty, (laughs) rotten, and filthy, disgusting (laughs) adult shows. And no, no matter what the content of the show is, though, I always spin it in a positive way. Yeah. So here's what happens though. Sometimes Jen, I, I do get people who, who say, Nope, no way. Not going to do it. <laughs> and those people end up being the best hypnotic <laughs> volunteers on stage. Maybe that's so, what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, and people are usually afraid of what am I going to do? Yep. Or what's going to happen? Because this person is going to control me. Right. Yep. When you are when you are hypnotized, you are actually in a heightened state of self control. But what happens is you feel like you just drank. A, this is exactly what hypnosis on stage feels like. It feels like you just drank a few glasses of wine at the dinner party, and now they have karaoke, and you don't give two rats <laughs> behinds about what happens. And you you have super confidence. You go, give me the microphone. And he's, <laughs> if I could turn back <laughs> I may have been there before. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's exactly what it's like to be on, be on stage hypnotized. You're still totally aware. You can, because you still do have a filter. So you say, oh, no, you know what? I'm. Uh, he's telling me right now to do this. I'm not going to do it. So you still have a filter. And you are actually still in control, but it's, it's just the perception, right? So some people that approach it as a level of resistance, if you go up and you say, you can't hypnotize me, it's all about following directions and instructions. So if I said, okay, Jen, close your eyes and take a deep breath and you look at me, you go, absolutely not. Then you're right. You're not, there's no way you're going to be hypnotized. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's not going to um, happen. On stage, right? Right, yeah. exactly, on stage. But you would make an awesome candidate for a clinical setting to improve something because you'd be more open to it and you'd have more motivation and you'd say, you know, I, I, I have this challenge in my life. I need to get through it. And what I'm actually doing, instead of taking control from you, I am giving you confidence and control. So I'm teaching you how to take control over the problem instead of like me controlling it. So that's where anybody can be hypnotized unless they have a severe mental deficiency, Mm -hmm. such as severe autism, where they they can't really communicate or follow instructions. Mm -hmm. And that's really the only time where a person can't be hypnotized that, or if they're extremely resistant. But even then, a good hypnotist knows how to blast through resistance and hypnotize a person with resistance through using confusion and overload, which I'm actually doing right now. But we'll, we'll stop that process. Um, so, so let me ask you a question. So the, what is the purpose of hypnotism? And so I, I guess what I'm asking for is it, it sounds like as a guy that has studied anxiety and created a whole bunch of different ideas, uh, systems, processes, you know, techniques, et cetera, to overcome that anxiety. It sounds like, is hypnotism a, just a faster way to rewire those connections? Because it sounds like, you know, you talked about this guy that took an hour to kind of process through, and then he was able to get to a point where, like, he could do it on demand within 60 seconds. And so 
what is what is hypnotism really for? What does it really do? Does it rewire that connection more quickly? Is it an easier thing? You know, like how does somebody use that for their positive benefit? Yes and yes. So it is a more accelerated, faster way to make a change. And it's an easier way for a person to make a change. And it's a way that creates a state of receptivity in a person and gets directly to their subconscious mind. Now, there are many different modalities of change. Most change modalities are focused on a conscious analytical model. So we have the conscious mind, which is a logical, analytical, critical part of the mind. And that's a part of the mind where like therapy takes place, like conventional talk therapy. If a person's anxiety was a function of their conscious mind, you could go to a friend, family member, a therapist, and that person could say to you, okay, now Jen or Sean, let's say either one of you had anxiety or were extremely stressed out. They could just say to you, stop being anxious. And that would be all you need, right? Mm-hmm. But anxiety is not a conscious problem. People's habits and rituals, beliefs and behaviors, they're a function of the subconscious mind. And here's why. The subconscious part of the mind is a part of the mind that stores every single thing you have ever heard, seen, felt, done, experienced, learned, read, smelled, and tasted, or, or your perceptions of that. Your perceptions are just as if not more important than reality because your perceptions form your reality. Do they not? Right? They yeah, do, yes. They do. And and based on based on the beliefs, behaviors, perceptions, it composes your feelings, sensations, and emotions, personalities, programs, habits, and rituals. Uh, kind of your personality, facets of your personality. So when we can get into the subconscious mind, we can communicate with the part of the mind that stores those things. So we communicate directly with those habits, directly with those rituals and directly with the feelings, sensations and emotions that are attached to them. I've had people where I've worked with and they're like, Dan, we, it literally feels like we did 20 years of therapy in about two hours. Okay. Let me, Um, let me ask you, let me ask you about that. I want you to, I want you to tell me your top three most, amazing slash significant change like people's change like their behavior change like what what Mm -hmm. the top three that you can think of that were like profound changes in somebody's life what were they what what were the circumstances and and how did it happen got it one of which was a a woman who she could she actually could not drive she had, uh, she was in a really bad accident when it was snowing out. And as a consequence, she, she couldn't, she couldn't even ride in the passenger seat of a car. She had to ride in the back seat if she was going to go anywhere. She had gone to therapy for about six years and she said, Dan, she's like, uh, it, it just, and, and I am, by the way, I am a fan of therapy, but there's, you know, different strokes for different folks. So she said, I was in therapy for six years. And it just, you know, it probably works for some people. It just, it didn't work for me. Um, she said, I, I don't know if this is going to work. But I figured I'd give it a try. So we, we, her and I worked together for four sessions. We did four one-hour sessions. Session number one, she got in the front seat of the car and didn't even think about it. Wow. Right? Session number two, she comes in. I said, so how'd it go? She goes, oh, I don't know if it worked. I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, I just, I, I don't know if it worked. I said, where'd you sit? And I saw her. She said, oh, I, I sat in the front seat of, oh, oh my God. She, I didn't even realize it. I said, right. So session number two, we spent an hour together. It was a nice day out in the middle of August. I have a Jeep Wrangler. So I took all the doors and the roof off my Jeep. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a huge liability, so I, I <laughs> would not normally do this, but I wanted to put it to the test. Um, I said, come here, I have a surprise for you. She goes, what? I said, get in. And what we did is we actually linked her feeling of relief to Dave Matthews' band. <laughs> and I said, anytime you feel or sense your anxiety, you're just going to think of the, uh, there's a, particular song. I don't remember what it was by Dave Matthews that we triggered it to. So we get in my car. I played Dave Matthews. I had a blasting from, from, uh, cause I have a Bluetooth connection. So I had a blasting when we went outside. I said, get in the driver's seat. 
which is, all right, let's go. And this was someone for years who couldn't drive or sit in the passenger seat of a car. And she got behind my wheel with no doors, no roof. And she's like, let's go. And we, I only let her drive down the street because like I said, it's a a huge liability. I really wanted to test it out. (laughs) That's one. The second is I work with a lot of business professionals and a lot of business owners who they're procrastinating, they're slacking off, they're avoiding. There was a guy, so I was doing a radio talk show meeting where we had 12 or 13 sales reps sitting around a table and their job was to sell radio advertising and do promos and specials and stuff like that. The top producer was producing three, was selling $3,000 in ads a day. So that, that was the top producer of that radio station. So I sat with 13, 12 or 13 of these, these sales professionals, these executives, and I taught them all a 60 second technique that they can do in order to accelerate their, their performance, uh, we'll call it, get into like a high performing confident state. And six weeks later, one of the people emailed me back and said, can I set up a call with you? I said, yeah, sure. What's going on? So I called him and he said, Dan, I won the award. I said, what award? He said, I won the sales award. And I said, well, how much did you sell? He's like, yes. I said, okay. So, so the, the top person is selling 3000 a day. I said, I'm going to say you sold six. You doubled. He said, nope. He said for one week consistently, I sold twenty-seven to thirty thousand dollars in advertising a day. Wow, that's incredible! <laughs> and they had never achieved any so, numbers like that ever before. Never. And you know what? He said, Dan, all these radio. Uh, he said all the other ad pros. He said they're asking, "What'd you do? What'd you do?" He said, "Well, he said all I'm doing. He said I'm just practicing that that sixty second thing that Nutty Hypnotist taught me taught, taught us all to do." <laughs> I think so, we, we need to know what those, this is. <laughs> so those are the two. And, and again, I have hundreds and hundreds of success stories from people that I've worked with that go from crippling anxiety to, I just want to get better at something. How did you um, get into this? And How did you find this as your life mission? So you're going to laugh. They considered me to be the Harry Potter of hypnosis, like a child prodigy of hypnosis. When I, when I love I was, Harry Potter. Uh, so. 12, <laughs> I do too. I do too. That's why it really resonated with me. Yeah. When I was about 12 years old, I had a, a learning challenge. I wasn't doing very well in school. There were some, some substance abuse issues in my family. My parents were going through a divorce and, and stuff like that. So I was just, I was kind of like the lonely kid. My father took me on a vacation. And on that vacation, I actually saw, I was 12 years old, I saw stage hypnotists do a show. To me, it was the most fascinating thing I'd ever seen. And an odd thing had happened. I memorized everything he did. And it it was just like naturally soaked up. So I went home. I actually practiced it on my friends. It worked. And then my parents found out I had an interest in it. So they started buying me uh, books. So then I started when I was 13, I started hypnotizing other kids in my, uh, in my school who had similar problems. And I taught myself self-hypnosis. And within three weeks of hypnotizing myself, my grades went from D's all the way up to A's and B's in three weeks. I need to learn um, that. It is such a fascinating, interesting tool to, to, to learn and to have. And, and it's, it's very powerful. Um, from there, I was I was professionally trained when I was 13. I became known as one of the world's youngest hypnotists. And then I started going on tour. I started doing stage shows. And then I started doing corporations where I would go into corporations and I'd hypnotize the uh, groups of executives to reduce their stress and anxiety, to, uh, to lose weight and stop smoking and that type of thing. And there's newspaper articles that say, Local teen hypnotist hypnotizes scores of people to reduce anxiety and then stop smoking. That's just pretty cool. So, you know, after that, um, I went to college and and majored in marketing and psychology so I can mess with your mind and sell you something. Um, (laughs) I've written two books. Uh, I did a TED Talk that's gotten millions and millions of views. And, and, you know, I, I just, 
it continues to go up and up and up. And, and, um, uh, so, so it's constantly about redefining and, and reinventing. So I actually happened on it pretty much by mistake. It was like just totally by happenstance and, and a serendipitous moment where in that, in that instant, I realized that that was my passion and it's my mission to do as much as I can to help as many people as possible. And I and love that mission. And I love that mission and, and you should make a living from it. I'm, I'm looking at your website, dancandell.com, C-A-N-D-E-L-L.com. And you've yeah. got both of your yeah. books on there. And then I noticed that you've got online hypnosis and coaching programs. You've got stress to success. You've got confidence on demand. You've got weight loss success super sleep training love oh, the idea yeah. of that and then hypnotic mm-hmm. study buddy these are great great yeah. titles for these these are <laughs> um programs i mean like what what, what are exactly yep. okay i want to sign up for one yep i, I want to sign <laughs> so, up for the one so that the sugar craving one <laughs> i didn't hear a sugar oh, yes, craving yes, one. So that one yeah we're, <laughs> we're going to make it up okay it's in the weight loss one see <laughs> i knew it was there so what those programs are, they are full online coaching and hypnosis programs. And I also work privately one-on-one with people, and, and I also do group coaching as well. And those programs there, uh, for people, number one, like if they can't afford to work with me, then, then I'll enroll them in one of those, those programs. I have hundreds and hundreds of people in each one of those programs and just the effectiveness. And I would say the top two are stress to success and confidence on demand are the top two. Keep in mind, I do a lot of work with with business, with sales, and with athletes. And every single athlete, every single business professional needs to know how to eliminate any stress or negative mindset and to approach things with a state of confidence and being in control, which, by the way, during this pandemic, and I know we haven't really talked about the pandemic at all, which is pretty cool that we made it an hour without talking about it so that's what everyone's talking about <laughs> what pandemic what's but going on <laughs> exactly thank you no but but you know what that's why people are triggered now because jen and sean people's two biggest fears and in insecurities are becoming actualized and that is and jen we talked about this a little bit before loss of control mm-hmm. and fear of the unknown yes and those two things are triggering everyone people People who weren't anxious before are now experiencing anxiety. People who are already anxious are getting re-triggered. And people who are happy-go-lucky people are now filled with worry, fear, and doubt. Yeah. So, so, so speaking about that, so, what would, you know, let's say yeah. that there's somebody that's listening right now that is feeling exactly what you're talking about. They're feeling that loss of control. Mm-hmm. They're feeling the unknown uncertainty about the future. You know, what What would you recommend that they do? Let's, Is there a resource? Let's them all right now. Uh, well, we would need a much bigger phone line to do that. Um, so, like, are there resources uh, on your website yeah. that somebody could go find? And what would you suggest that they look to first i mean obviously there's the coaching with you potentially and i know that that's available on your website as well but like what would be the quick easy immediate step in the right direction according to you yep the first thing they can do for free i have like a free video that people can sign up for uh right on my website so they can sign up for that free is this video. the virtual master class yes that's correct yep that's okay. that's exactly what that is they can sign up for that, and when they do that, puts them on my email list, and I share weekly anxiety relief tips for people who are on my list. They can also check out uh, my podcast, which is the Anxiety Relief Revolution, and they can find that on all podcast apps and stuff, and that's the Anxiety Relief Revolution. We air new episodes every Tuesday, and if they do want to do something that gives them a hypnotic experience, they can get my Anxiety Annihilator Self-Hypnosis Program which it's under 30 bucks. And I actually put this together for the people I do podcasts with because since my hypnosis shows and my presentations have all gotten canceled, mm. I'm now doing podcast, uh, a podcast tour. Yeah. <laughs> from my awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It's all yeah, about the we pivot. We put this deal together. <laughs> it's all about the pivot. That's what it is. So we put this deal together, Sean and Jen, where if they go to anxietyreliefrevolution.com and I can send you that anxietyreliefrevolution.com, um, 
for 27 bucks, they can get a whole bundle of my programs. It is uh, two of my self-hypnosis trainings. I teach them my install trigger, the high-performance trigger, which is the 30K-a-day exercise, so the one that I taught that that sales pro who made it to $30,000 a day. That's in there. My first book in there, The Hypnotic uh, Connection, that's a part of it, as well as a brief sales persuasion training for 27 bucks. Mm. Um, And that's like, that's about $500 worth of programs that they get. So they can, uh, if they want to do something that's like small, or not small, but if they want to put a small investment into it, it's the Anxiety Relief Revolution, or excuse me, Anxiety Relief Revolution. And that is the same title of my podcast, but anxietyreliefrevolution.com will bring them to that self-hypnosis training. I'll also make sure to post it on my website so people can just get access to all of that by going to dancandell.com. During your own podcast, do you do hypnotism on that podcast? Do you have guests come on? Like, what's the format of that show? Yes. So the format, uh, it, it and it morphs and changes just like everything does. It's usually me where I'm saying, I had a client that came in with this issue and here's how we resolved it. Mm. So I'm giving people insight into how I've worked with other people like them to provide strategies and understanding um, and, and insight and, and direction. So I am giving hypnotic strategies. Um, there's one episode where I actually do bring people through a hypnotic process, but it comes with, with a warning to make sure that people aren't listening to it while they're driving or something like that. Now it's morphing where I'm actually putting together just an abbreviated series that's called Rapid Relief with the Anxiety Relief Guy. And it is literally, it's an hour. It's going to be recorded and it's going to be posted live on Facebook, YouTube and stuff like that. But it's where people who have a challenge, they come on and have a six minute conversation with me. And in that six minutes, I literally rewire their mind in six minutes to take away that challenge. And that's completely free. So that's also going to become part of my podcast too. There's there's a bunch of different directions that we're going in. Just like I said, my goal is to help as many as people as possible. So we just actually was talking to my team about it today. I said, hey, you know, let's start working with some people live on air and broadcast it if they have an, an issue. And again, it, it's it's not like a huge trauma that we're resolving or anything like that in six minutes. It's something little like, I have this inner critic in my head that I can't get out or I have this little voice of doubt um, or I feel like I have imposter syndrome or I'm worried about what other people think of me. And, and I provide a rapid relief strategy that can help people with that in six minutes or less. That's awesome. That's I, lo- really I love cool. all that. I love I love everything that you're doing. I find it <laughs> wildly fascinating. I think we need your material. We have a 13-year-old, so we need to get him... You know, oh, we have a 13 year old, yeah. a 15 year old, a 22 year old. Well, he and was a like 13 when he came into this. So I'm thinking Madden's going to this is going to be Madden. This this is going to be Madden's path. Yeah. Well, three kids. That's a lot of that's four. a lot of poop to get in the group. We, <laughs> yeah, we've got four. So that we is a lot boys. of poop. Yeah. Four boys. We <laughs> had four, four we, boys. Okay, now we're. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had t- we had two quick and then backed off for six and a half years and then had two more after that. So yeah, we we're we're uh, we're we're not even done yet. We're Jennifer. Gonna- <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying for that girl. Oh yeah. Oh boy. This is this is new news to me. I I just immediately felt an anxiety, Dan. So like I'm not I need, a quitter. I don't I, quit anything. I, I need you to come to my rescue. I'm feeling lots of anxiety right now. <laughs> See what happens when we hypnotize your wife. I yeah. think I am hypnotized. I, I keep sitting here thinking, am I hypnotized? Do you, does this feel like hypnotism? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to keep asking myself all day. I think I was hypnotized you know tonight, today. You're going to have the best night's sleep tonight that you've ever had. Oh, thank you. And, thank you. Thank and, you. I, I need that. I love sleep. And you know what? I know there's, well, I, and, and I know there's, so much that we could have talked about today, and I know that we we just kind of went all over the place, which I, I so appreciate both of you being open to having me on, and I appreciate both of you for the mission that you're on as well to really spread hope to people because this is a time where people need hope, they need guidance, they need inspiration, empowerment, and they need direction. Yes. Um, and after listening to some episodes of your podcast, you definitely provide that with with a lot of the guests that you have on, and also just the the kind.
kindness that both of you have. So I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your information. I am fascinated by what you do. I can assure you that I will be perusing your website, dancandell.com, a lot more. I'm, I'm interested I'm in some of those. Up. Yeah, I, the, I, I, I think this stuff. is awesome. And so thank you so much for sharing your time and your uh, knowledge and your experience. I mean, you've got a lot of experience in this arena and I think it's very appropriate for people that are listening that are experiencing that anxiety so thank you thank you for your time thank you for sharing and thanks for having a coffee date with us (laughs) oh absolutely and and I I have this one little sound bite I and everything with all my videos interviews podcasts everything and that is be well do good and be true to who you are when you do those three things you can truly live a life of happiness Oh, I love oh, that. I like that a lot. That I love that. That's great. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, both of you, for having me on today. Thank you so much. All right, Jim. What did you think of that interview with Dan Kendall? I thought it was a fun interview. He is hilarious, mm-hmm. and what he does, I'm fascinated by. I mean, yeah. to be a hypnotist when he was like 13, think about how much like experience he has with all of that. I know. I think we need to hang out. I want to, I really want to see if I can be hypnotized. I want him to reprogram my mind with some of his stuff. Yeah. Just, can you imagine if you could just get rid of like the things that are distracting or unnecessary in your everyday life, how productive you could be? Like I could be like a robot. Wow. I could be like on that show on HBO, that uh, Western show. Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. I could be like those those things. You know what? I want him to reprogram my brain in thinking that broccoli is like chocolate cake. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, like broccoli and like kale all vegetables and are like candy. Yes. Dan, can you do that? We're can you make it something. like all vegetables are like candy? Yeah, and like the candy, like Reese's peanut butter cups yes. are like just disgusting. Let's make fish taste like steak. Yeah. Let's make um, Brussels sprouts taste like grapes. Yes. Let's make asparagus taste like asparagus. <laughs> and not make your pee smell. What? Yeah. Why are we talking about pee? Well, because that reminds me of asparagus. Does but it make your pee smell? Yeah. It doesn't make everybody smell. No, because you don't have that enzyme. But listen, you what? know what I liked about him? Because I do suffer from anxiety, so we're going to flip it to his anxiety part. Okay. Um, I like that he said that people with anxiety use the past to judge the future because that really resonated with me. Really? Yeah, because I'm wondering, like, wow, is that what happens? You're wondering, like, wow, yeah. is that what happens? Yeah. That was your wonder? Well, yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> because I have anxiety about yes. a lot of things. So like, Do you think it what stems in from my your past? past yeah. is making me have anxiety in my future? I just, it wouldn't it be cool if you didn't have any anxiety? Yeah, there are like people. none. There are people that don't. That don't get anxious at all. Yeah. Maybe they went to Dan. Well, I'm going to see Dan. I'm going to download some of his resources. Like <laughs> I want study buddy and I want yes. super sleep. Well, and there's a lot of free resources too. Like the whole email thing where you can get a daily email. Yes. I love that for anxiety and stuff. Let's, let's encourage everyone to go to dancandell.com. Yes. Dan Two Candel. L's. C-A-N-D-E-L-L. Yeah. I'm going right now. Are you? Yep. All right. Before we do that, though, we got to encourage people if they have guests, if they if you're listening right now Mm -hmm. and you think you'd be a good guest for our show, send us a message on Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Same title, Hope Radio Podcast. Send us a direct message and we'd love to have you on the show. Or if you know of somebody that would be a good guest for us to interview, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. For sure. We're, we we are here to talk to you. Yes. All Actually, right. So you ready? We are here to listen to you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Right? You ready for my thought of the day? I'm ready. You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You're not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. Rumi. Thank you. That was powerful. Thank you. Did I just, that was like a shot in the arm of adrenaline. Thank you. I'm inspired. Yes. I'm going to go out and change the world. Let's go do it now. Let's do it another day. Should we do this podcast? <laughs> Let's do it tomorrow. Day? Let's All change right, the world tomorrow.